Hello and welcome to GIST Radio. We are a casual radio station where we broadcast when we have something to say. GIST stands for Getting the Shit Together, and we broadcast important interviews and information for artists and creators of all kinds. For more information on GIST, please log into our website at www.gyst-ink.com, where you will find free resources, software, and publications for artists. You can email us and let us know what you would like to hear about at info at gyst-ink.com. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, listeners. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Kara Tomei. And what I do on Just Do It on this podcast is a seek out artists who have hybridized their careers to include some form of innovative programming that engages the public. So that could be through an ongoing project, an artist collaborative, a nonprofit entity, a business, whatever form it takes. We here at Just Inc. want to champion people who have embraced a DIY approach to diversifying their studio practice uh, as a way to support themselves and support their communities of fellow artists. So the goal of the show is to give these motivated people a forum to share their experiences so they can inspire others like you out there in listener land to possibly do the same. So I'm excited today to have three members of a interesting collaborative called Tiger Strikes Asteroid, Los Angeles version for my three guests. But um, Tiger Strikes Asteroid has a few different outposts all over the United States. It is a network of artist-run spaces with locations in Philadelphia, Brooklyn, New York, and downtown LA. Each space is independently operated and focuses on presenting a program of emerging and mid-career artists. Uh, TSA's goal is to collectively bring people together, expand connections, and build community through artist-initiated exhibitions, projects, and curatorial opportunities. So that's the official uh, written version of their mission. And then I am going to hear the much more uh, engaging uh, unofficial version. No, it's official, but I'd like to hear directly from my guests, Vanessa Chow, Carl Barata, and Christopher Ulivo are here today with me. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having Hello. me. Hello. Oh, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've been intrigued by TSA for a while. I did hear about the group by stalking cyberly um, for, uh, I think, a couple of years now. And um, I knew that it was something that was kind of had this national network. And that's a little bit different. I haven't really heard of many collectives who've been able to do that. So I'm just going to be really interested to see how that all works. But before I do that, I want to introduce you each briefly individually, or I'm going to let you introduce yourselves, rather. I'm just going to ask each of you to give me a um, elevator speech, like, about maybe five to ten floors of elevator worth <laughs> of um, who you are. Just a, a brief, you know, who you are. Uh, I'd like to hear just a brief bit about your artistic practice, your studio practice, the kind of art you make. I mean, I would ground this as you are all working artists. That's where you're, it all stems from that passion. So, you know, not a long list of your current exhibitions, but just a brief, you know, what do you do? And then we're going to get into kind of how you met and how TSA works. So why don't we start with Vanessa and Vanessa, introduce yourself to the world here. All right, we'll start with Carl. 
<laughs> Carl, <laughs> Vanessa might have Hi. had to go deal with something. Um, Carl, tell us who you are real, real briefly, if you can. Yeah, I know it's hard. <laughs> sure. No problem. Um, my name is Carl Brada. I'm a painter. Uh, my wife and I moved to Los Angeles about two and a half years ago. And I got involved with TSA LA because they put on really good shows. And I'm currently a co-director. Okay, that's great. And Christopher, let's go, let's go to you. I understand that you are technically the founder of Tiger Strikes Asteroid LA. So, uh, technically and spiritually the founder. <laughs> technically spiritually, okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and who would be technically spiritually the leader? No, it's a collective. I, I'd like to hear about, about yeah, no. that um, part of it for sure. But so, well, then tell me. Go ahead, tell me. Oh, I was just going to say, here's the thing. Um, yeah, I was good as a founder. It turns out I'm not that great as a leader. So it's good that <laughs> that's we're, why you have it's a good that we're Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, I was able to get the, uh, I was able to push the wheelbarrow uh, um, down the hill, but I, I couldn't drive it, you know. So, so I moved uh, a little bit earlier than Carl, and and this might be why the the it's national partially, you know, we're we're the LA group started by um, mostly expats from the East Coast. Um, moving to LA, myself, I guess, being the first member to try it. I worked a lot with Tiger Strike Asteroid in Philadelphia and in New York because um, I lived in New York and I um, used to teach and work in Philadelphia. So I, I had known those uh, people in those institutions for a long time, especially the Philadelphia one, which I think is doubled. I think it's 10 years old um, this year uh, or next year, rather. It's going to be 10 years old, which for for an artist-run space is you know, you should. Time, it's like a dog. You have to times it by seven. You know, it's a uh, uh, dog years for for artists. Absolutely, it's a really Absolutely. long time. They're they're old so people knew, over there. That, yeah, just the fact that they were the able elders. to get along and keep producing good shows. And, and um, yeah. Alex Pike, who's the founder, uh, moved to New York and started one in New York, and I worked with them as well. And so when I came out to LA um, four years ago, you know, I grew up in New York and spent all my time as an artist on the East Coast, and I didn't, I didn't don't know anybody in LA really and um, was trying to um, start to find that out. And, you know, the artists I met were great and uh, the few that I had met early on. And um, I think as things progressed and I met more people, I was able to, um, to uh, uh, bring that model. You know, I suggested bringing that model over here and uh, we found a space that was inexpensive and looked like a great place to have shows. And um, we just went for it. And luckily the people in New York and Philadelphia <coughs> had no, had no problem with it. They were excited about it, and uh, and here we are. I was the director for I guess a year or two, and um, thankfully Carl and Vanessa took over, and they're doing a great job. You know what? I'm gonna pause and ask you to do a quick rewind because I, ha uh, of course, the name. Where where do you know, where did the name come from? It's such a great catchy name, but do you, where did that come from? Do you know? So I've heard, uh, you know, I've heard stories? the story. I know, I know the official story which I don't like. So I'm going to tell you the well, – I, I actually think they just wanted to create confusion after 9-11 with the um, transportation. Mm. Uh, uh, I think they wanted to provide an alternate an alternate uh, experience if you were looking up the uh, TSA regulations, you know, like right. how much how much uh, Vaseline you can carry into a small container on the airplane or whatever, you know, like the four-ounce thing. Yeah. And you'd look for TSA, and you'd end up on this great artist website. But I um, like it. That's 
very sub, a little bit subversive and a, a nice uh, a nice play on words. And it is and it is catchy for sure. You can't forget that name. <laughs> yeah. So I like so I like that unofficial version. I actually so, think they, they the real story is I think they initially wanted they wanted a name that sounded like a top secret kung fu maneuver. And that <laughs> right. they were watching they were kind of hanging around watching kung fu movies. That's the actual story. I like the idea of confusing the TSA, but you could take either one. Uh, yeah, I like both actually. Well, we'll just meld them all in together. But no, it's great. So then <laughs> you you had been um, okay. So I'm curious. Then each group in different cities has a number of artists. They're around. The, you have around eight, and I think Philly ten, ten or eleven in New York, ten or eleven. And there have been past members. So when you founded uh, the the TSA LA branch, how did you go about finding members? Um, and and what what is that process to invite an artist into your group? Christopher, you might talk about that in terms of the starting of it, and then we could talk to Vanessa and Carl about that too. So, uh, you know, I think when we first started, it really was uh, friend friend to friend, you know, reference, like a lot of art things. And and it was based more, you know, because there's a lot of work to, uh, to get things rolling, you kind of needed people with certain types of skill sets, like kind of adult skill sets, you know, not necessarily <laughs> artistic skill sets, but, you know, we had to find a place and, and get a lease and make sure that people would be responsible for sitting and advertising. So it was, you know, yeah. the f- vector of friends on one end, you know, people that we knew personality-wise could work in a group, and then the other uh, artistic um you know, that had to be good artists and we were interested in their work, but then also had to be um, kind of, uh, you know, responsible people. Um, so, you know, sure, it, was, and it those... was hard. It was difficult, basically. And, and now I think that things are rolling and, and um, going in a good direction. It's really, you know, uh, um, you know, we have choice and it's much more about, you know, trying to find people who artistically fit in with us really well and uh, can contribute that way, curatorially. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, we are talking sometimes about different skill sets, but that's also why, like, GIFs exist, you know, getting your shit together. Our website is just ridiculously chock full of information about being professional. You know, like you're saying, you, you make good art, that's number one, but then, you know, you got to know, someone has to know how to write the press release, and someone has to know how to, right. you know, do, do the social media. And it's a, and, you, and, it, and it seems like, because from what I've seen, too, of looking at your um, social media and the website and all, you, you do a really good job of, and very, it looks very professional. And so um, that is actually probably why <laughs> you're, you're lasting, and it lasted before, and that's, that's actually uh, something interesting. Um, so let me ask Vanessa, so I can give other people a chance to uh, tell me more about the structure of the organization, et cetera. So Vanessa, you um, stepped up to be co-director with Carl a short while ago. How do you now uh, fit your shows, and how do they come together? Okay, I'm having a little bit of trouble with Vanessa. Uh, Carl? Yeah, can you hear me? I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it to you. For some reason, Vanessa, I'm having a little trouble connecting with her uh, on 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 the phone. So, um, Carl, can you answer that question yeah. about how you put shows together? Because I noticed that you have outside curators, inside curators. How, how does it all work that way? Um, well, we set up a schedule and we try to leave a couple of spots open, so that way, uh, if other other things sort of present themselves along, you know, as the year kind of moves along, we can, we can put in new shows. We also try to do uh, reciprocal shows with the other sites. 
In fact, there's um there's a new one opening up in Chicago this year. That, oh, wow. um, in fact, they're they're technically open. They're just getting it all together now. And so later next year, we're going to try to do a reciprocal show with those guys. Me being from oh, Chicago, I know great. a lot of those people. So. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's great. I like that idea, too, that cross, you know, the across the well, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Exchange. You know, you're exchanging with different cities and supporting each other. That's actually a great uh, concept as well. And you're, you know, all this large cities like art center around around town. You're going to have to get San Francisco in there. Come on. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, uh, there's there's some other sites that uh, um, we all we all meet all the sites meet the directors and co-directors and whatever. Uh, every couple of months. So there may be some other spots opening up over the next year or two as well. So we'll see. I mean, you know, things yeah. running an artist run space, you have to be very flexible and, um, you know, willing to change direction very quickly sometimes. So sure. we'll see, we'll see how that all sort of shakes loose over the next couple of years. But for now we have four. So yeah, Chicago is yeah. brand spanking new they haven't really, um, they haven't started shows or anything like that, but I know, I think as of like in maybe the last three weeks, they have all of their members together and they're working on um, putting together their uh, show schedule for 2017. And I think the focus That's is awesome. usually, yeah. focus for us is usually group shows um, right. more often than solo shows. And um Mostly, you know, almost exclusively non-member, sh- you know, it's always trying to show work or usually trying to show work of curators or people that we just happen to find interesting or, uh, you know, in our case, we, we're always trying to bring in as many L.A. artists as possible to mix with maybe, um, say, artists from the East Coast or the Midwest or somewhere else so that um, it's a place for uh, conversation rather than kind of uh, just replicating a, a commercial gallery um, programming. Yeah. Right. Let's, let's, yeah, we let's, always try. I mean, that's one of the big draws for me is actually uh, making sure that all the different artists from the different regions get to meet each other and work together. It's very important. So it's it's yeah, it's just it's connecting with each other is as important. I, I think that's great. I mean, you're really forming a solid base for emerging artists to have a, a community that's not all of the commercial gallery scene, which is often, as we know, very can be very exclusionary and very, you know, all the cliches, and maybe they are cliches about the gallery world. In terms of commercial galleries, a lot of it is true. I mean, I, I touch on the word commercial there. Um, you don't, you, you are not a commercial gallery, and yet work is for sale, correct? In in the shows, is that yes. a, is that a thing with everyone? Vanessa, you're back. Vanessa, tell me about yeah. that. How does the um, kind I'm of so that? I'm sorry about the connection. Work? Oh, that's okay. Yeah, no problem. Um, yes, we're not. We are. We are at the moment actually um, in transition to becoming a nonprofit as well. Okay. Yeah, that's but a at big the, step. Currently, we do. Yeah, we do sell work, and you know, the artist takes seventy um, percent of of our sales. That's great, and then the other thirty, I assume, goes into operations. Yeah. Yeah. That's Paint, a great model. Time, yeah. Beer. Sure. You need a budget. You need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot yeah. of that. Um, yeah, you um, you need a budget. That's right. And it sounds like okay. I also want, let me let me ask a little bit more. I'm curious about 
because I think it's rare to have this umbrella of a name and all these different groups. So, Vanessa, you said that, or I heard one of you say that you meet regularly with all the other directors. So you do that yes. virtually and you do that. I mean, talk about why you do that and, and how that keeps everybody, you know, on the same page, so to speak. What, what are the pros of doing that? Um, well, we meet, I think, about every three to four months. We have a big meeting where we just get online and, you know, put on headphones. Same thing as what we're doing now. Um, and we just set, um, talk about, like, updates about what each site is doing. And sort of also, especially we are turning into a nonprofit at the moment. So um, lo- there's a lot of, like, logistics to talk about, like what we need to do to kind of forward that that um, goal, you know, and also we just yeah. kind of uh, give everybody an update about what each site is doing, um, if we want to do projects together or exchange co- projects, all of those things. Right. Now let's talk a little bit about that nonprofit transition because I assume if you were not nonprofit that you had an umbrella organization uh, as your as your fiscal receiver. I mean, it's kind of a, for the people out there who don't really know the difference, you can operate kind of as a nonprofit model without actually having a federal 501c3. You do that by having an umbrella organization be a fiscal receiver. They're a nonprofit and, and, and your, you know, the money kind of filters through there and you can function like a nonprofit. Um, Car- um, Christopher, is that how it's been working so far until taking the steps of becoming? That kind of goes official- into my, my, that kind of goes into my initial thing about uh, being a good founder and a bad leader. For 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 the so initially, I think and per, really purposefully, like even uh, that was my advice when I spoke with people from Philadelphia was keeping things as absolutely as simple as possible when you start uh, an organization like this, run with artists, so that it can be really fluid. Um, you know, a checking account and uh, you know, like a checking account and and uh, a way to kind of collect uh, uh, collect money, um, and then uh, some rules with uh, some simple rules with regards to like membership duties and everything else kept informally. And of course, that works really well up until a certain point, and then um, and we kept it. Uh, I think all the all the spaces. It's almost a sort of. Um, Relative to the number of years of operation, this is kind of cycle that they, the galleries go through where at a certain point, then you start to get a little bit more professionalized in certain areas with regards to that. And so for us, um, we've L.A. has been a, a, a steadfastly um, informal and unprofessional uh, so far, and um, now we're kind of going along with this nonprofit status, which I think even though it, it requires um, – stricter kind of discipline with how we run things in the end, I think it'll be far better for us. Um, so we've just been keeping it simple and now we're, we're doing a slight bit of complication to be able to keep it simple for a really long time, hopefully. Yeah, let me, we'll see. Yeah, well, let me, well, let me, yeah I know it, you're, you're going through it. You'll see, you will, you might, you will see when you get to the other side um, yeah. because it can be a daunting process. It does. It's a lot more responsibility to actually be, you know, your own nonprofit, et cetera. But um, Christopher, just what, what do you think are, are a few things that that official status will afford TSA to do? I don't mean that literally afford. I mean, just, maybe I do. I don't know. I, what, what, what are your goals as a big group across uh, all these cities uh, for taking that nonprofit step? What will that, you know, what will that allow you to do that you haven't been able to do before? 
I think I think something that a lot of people are interested in at all the spaces is really program. Actually, it's not dissimilar, I guess, to to some of what you're doing, but you know, going out there in the community and and actually having programming and being able to pay for that programming. Um, to to bring people into the gallery to meet with other artists and discuss all sorts of things, you know, legal, financial, um, uh, creative projects, maybe um, setting up uh, uh, funds where members could travel and do workshops in other places or start shows, curatorial shows in other places. You know, I think uh, fundraising uh, and and raising grants to do kind of projects out in the world um, so that it's not just about people coming into uh, our respective gallery spaces, but finding ways to raise uh, money so that we can go out and, and um, bring programming and, and shows and art out into the world. I think that's probably, that's at least to me, that's the one most interesting aspect of it. Yeah, that is, that's wonderful. You're, you're building a community, but now you can support that community both internally and then also out into the, out into the community. That is exciting. So those are, those are some big steps. Definitely. Yeah, we're actually, we're actually in the middle of, um, working with a couple of different directors uh, for a show at Penn State College uh, this year. So um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people from the different sites trying out different things in this idea of being more of like one big organization working together for shows for later 2016 and 2017 as well. There's right. also been talked about like a biennial show where like a show will travel to all sites as well. Yeah. That would be interesting. Now, speaking of that, be, because you said that rather, Vanessa, my head, I just remembered that last year in Basel, uh, at, in Miami Beach, Art Basel, uh, there was a show that I caught wind of that was a Tiger Strikes Asteroid, I believe, a curated exhibition of other yes. collectives. Who knows most about that? I'd be really curious to know how that came about. Chris was actually there. Okay. So yeah, Chris, so, can you so, talk uh, about how that Art Basel show came to be and, and what it, how, how it went? Was that the first of oh. that kind of thing that you did? Um, I think it was a relatively – so um, – the, I'm blanking on the name right now, but oh, satellite. Sorry, the satellite art fair. I, right. I believe Brian Whitley is the 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 director of that. Um, approached one of the members, I believe Alex from New York, who we, we'd worked on a number of things over the years, and um, uh, the, we had a booth at the Select Art Fair the year previously, and it went really well. And I think he had gotten uh, Brian Whitley had gotten um, a hold through the Select Fair in Miami of a, a motel or a hotel. Um, that was going to be demolished. So it was a condemned motel right on the ocean down there in, in, in I guess, I forgot which part of Miami Beach. Um, and so, you know, they're, they're, they're very supportive uh, during that time. And, you know, there's all these spaces they want to get them used. So they said, you can have access. We're going to give you this condemned hotel. There's going to be a fire marshal there. And then you can do whatever you want in the hotel. You just need to make it happen. And I think they only had three months in advance. So what... Um, what some of the members came up with was doing a uh, artist run. Uh, it's called Artist Run, and it was just a um, kind of national and international um, open call for artist-run spaces. And so we got submissions, you know, from all around from these different artist-run spaces. And each one had a room in this kind of dilapidated uh, motel in this really beautiful location. And so, um, so we we kind of focused and tried to pick. The, sort of what would uh, least likely to be shown at a regular contemporary Miami fair and give them an opportunity to be there in Miami. And so uh, everyone got a room. And um, 
got to do with it what they what they liked um and so and it was open to the public you know throughout the whole fair and um we had a lot of performances and music and uh, and uh eventually eventually you know it um it got to be uh fairly wild and exciting and um we turned into RAs and uh you know had to patrol it <laughs> right meaning meaning people were what sleeping in their rooms and and get going turning into a big dorm well no <laughs> yeah nobody was enough. supposed to sleep in the room so, so so one of the groups um who had nowhere else to stay i guess carved a giant hole in the building to uh, to get in throughout the night <laughs> i mean we should have we did accept three proposals that included um a bar, a bar type device within the installation. So we we kind of, I, I forgot the name of the space from Baltimore the, that had the uh, dot had created a dive bar in the space. That was great. It had karaoke and everything, but we probably should. I, I mean, I think that's a good thing. We knew how it was going to turn out. So, yeah. You know, I I agree that I think it's it's to, it's gorilla. You know, you kind of kind of gorilla gorilla style. You know, took over this uh, condemned hotel. I, it sounds like a really exciting project, and it sounds like you're I, interested in bringing other um, clubs together. And in fact, uh, the last show that you had, or I might even still be up, which is actually admittedly the first show that I was able to see in your physical space, which is open now, is um, is three artist collectives from LA. Um, Vanessa, why don't you tell us a little bit about the garden and how the show came to be? Sure. Um, well, that was um, a show that I, I helped Jay Lizzo from Monte Vista Project Put it to, to put it together. I just saw him at an at an opening, and we've known each other for a little while because we were both um, kind of worked in the same circle of artist assistant route. And I've mm-hmm. known him for quite a few years, and it was so nice to see him at at an opening. And we just got chatting, and I I asked him what he's been up to, and he was telling me about uh, Monte Vista project, and I was just like, oh, you know, it would be kind of fun to do a collaboration project where um, we can invite a few artists run spaces and, and do a show. And that's just sort of uh, organically unfolded right. into this the show that's that is right now. It's a nice show. Okay, so Monte Vista Project's just a little pitch for Just Radio. I have had Jay on Just Radio um, last year to talk about Monte Vista. That's actually a collective that has also lasted almost 10 years, which is, again, yeah. like like Christopher said, that's like that's impossible almost for artist-run spaces. So um, they're, they're wonderful. They're, they're a wonderful group, and they have a physical space. And then your third collective is um, – a manual history manual machine, history machine. Right, yeah. who I also have had um, as a guest on Just Radio, and they are a bit of the looser collective in that they don't have a physical space, but they curate and organize shows with the three other uh, three three or four three or four women. Vanessa, do you, how many women are in? It's four. Right, That's four women who are in that group. Yeah, yeah. So I was at the opening and I, I was talking to everyone and seeing that everyone was really enjoying the kind of camaraderie of and being invited and kind of saying, you know, let's bring collectives collectively together. I think that's a, and it seems to be something that's starting to happen more and more, you know, as artist collectives in Los Angeles, they've, they're just, it's exploded. They're everywhere. They're wonderful. And some of them are you know, flighty and come and go. I remember I had one kind of, a, they called themselves a collective and they had one show and that was it. I mean, and and it just that that you know it was it was done. It wasn't intentionally that way, but that that was life. And then others like you, ten years. I mean, there it it runs the gamut for 
kind of how things are run and if they're run well and if there's planning uh, and and goals like obviously TSA as as the umbrella does. So I really think it's a wonderful model uh, for any artist collective or any artist interested in starting a collective to look at TSA in terms of your professionalism and in terms of how things have gone and and you know they always start with a burst of energy and a go with the flow but if you want to keep going you really do have to professionalize which you are all doing now and i, I see you know very well i have to just kind of that's a little bravo <laughs> to all of you thank you um, thank you you're welcome let me let's do this just as kind of like a good parting thing if each of you could just say one thing um, that is has been a challenge that that you could give a little advice about, maybe because you've gone through it, and then also something that you are um, really looking forward to in the future with the group, and we'll kind of uh, we'll end it with that little round table. Why don't we start with Christopher? Oof, what's been cha- challenging? I forgot the second part already because I'm just thinking about all the challenges. Well, the good and the bad. The good and the bad. <laughs> okay, okay. You keep okay, a little okay. bad and then a little good. <laughs> I'm a glass half empty kind of person. I'm just thinking oh, about well, it. You said challenges you and I was like, I'm, I stopped well, I listening. You could there. just dish on the bad then. You could just okay, give out just a bunch of it. No, no, not bad, no. Challenges, um, no. It's, you know, challenges. You know, I think maintain, being, a, being able to be honest enough with your group members um, about uh, – the merits or lack thereof of a certain, uh, you know, exhibition. I think having, having, keeping a group together while maintaining certain kinds of um, curatorial standards can be mm-hmm. a challenge. You know, I mean, you have to, be, you just have to be willing to be honest that somebody's going to be invested enough in the group that, you know, somebody can say, you know, this is just not going to be up to snuff or, you know, how are you going to get this done in, in three weeks? And then you, you know, challenging each other in a way that's respectful but um you know because we're all mm-hmm. having it be that you're invested enough that um that you want the shows to really uh have your name on the show right and so that means that you have to be kind of clear with communication and and having hard discussions about who's pulling their weight or not pulling their weight that seems to be the kind of challenge that eventually if you develop that kind of report can be really a great thing eventually that you have this group of artists that you can expect an honest uh, answer from is great it's valuable absolutely that's a good one carl let's go let's get let's go first with the challenges carl anything any challenge you want to talk to that you feel you could give a a piece of advice on (laughs) um well i just to sort of build on the whole theme of uh, communication um you know, I would say, like, you know, if another space was going to open up or, you know, needed some tips or whatever, there's a good balance, I think, of letting people know what's going on and letting um, too, like them in on too much of what's going on. Um, mm. So for me, that's been a bit of a, a challenge, especially um, Vanessa and I, you know, working uh, really close with Alex and the gang, trying to get this nonprofit thing up. Um, You know, we've sort of been flooding our members with a lot of emails, although it seems to have slowed down quite a lot now. So um, I would just say, you know, finding a balance, but really making sure when you communicate whatever is coming up or, expected of other members like to be you know clear and honest with those people as well so okay um, and Vanessa how about you a, a challenge you want to speak to 
Um, I think one of the big challenges I felt was just in the beginning, and you know, we went through a big teaching process of just finding people that would fit this group of members, like finding uh, good, reliable members was mm-hmm. really challenging, I find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. And a question that's about that, have you ever had to ask a member to leave because they were not, they didn't fit correctly? Not or yet. They didn't pull their weight? No, not yet. Good, good, good. <laughs> no, but I mean, that I, I think they Soon. all know that no, if I'm it's joking. not not the right fit for them, they eventually just um uh, just quit, self-select you know? out, right, right. They just yes. self-select self, self out of the process. Everybody just turns around and, and turns the other way when they talk at the meetings, and then they get the point. They know? get the hint, yeah. There's subtle <laughs> yeah. ways of doing things. Nobody, not so yeah. subtle. Well, then no. let's go to some, some of the looking forward to or, or even a success. Or Actually, this is more fun because, of course, you could, you could do either one. You could talk about um, a show that you were really proud of being involved in, just how, why it was so successful and or what something that's coming up that you're very excited about for a show that we can kind of do a little you know, pitch for. Uh, we'll start with Christopher again. We'll round robin it back. Okay. Um, you know, actually, I was really thrilled with the way the last the summer show that I was involved with, uh, I invited Lauren Britton to curate uh, a show this past summer. She was a former student of mine from a long time ago, who um, is a really interesting artist and great curator. And um, she had an idea um, to put together a show kind of based on a, a concept of a sort of inclusive, uh, all-inclusive uh, uh, gendered gaze and she called it, uh, I think it was called Shattered Gaze. Now I'm forgetting. Oops. Um, but but that was the title of the show. And it had this be- the beautiful uh, work that she selected. You know, we, we because it was a fairly short timeline, I said, you know, it needs to be L.A. artists. And, um, uh, you know, and you're flying in. So we don't have. And, and so she found these three perfect artists for the show. And um, she worked with um, a number, uh, I think, four writers, I believe it was four writers and a graphic designer, and they produced this lovely book, you know, full-on book to accompany the show. And um, it was just so, you know, it was so pinpoint specific, even though we had, because of the, the structure and not having a big budget, we gave her really kind of tight parameters or what she could do. Um, she made this, like, pinpoint specific show about a really, with a, like, uh, really had a great um, distinctive curatorial touch and then produce this book, and it was just kind of the all you could ask for when you invite somebody into your into your space, right, to put up their right. work. It was kind of like everything you could hope for. That's wonderful. And and a, a spinoff question to that: Do are you also inviting curators just word of mouth and friends, or do you actually solicit um, uh, proposals, Christopher? Oh, right now I think for right now it's really word of mouth. Okay. Um, but I think forthcoming soliciting proposals is probably forthcoming. I would say open mm-hmm. calls. Okay. Cool. Now, so Carl, what about you? Something you've been extra proud of uh, and or looking forward to? I'm actually. Um, I've been really happy with all the shows. Uh, I've only been. I haven't been with TSA for quite a year yet. Probably more like eight months. Um, mm-hmm. So far, I think all the shows have been really interesting and. I'm really actually looking forward. Um, we have like a lot of great programming um, already in the works for 2017. And the uh, the September and October and November show of this year too, I'm really looking forward to as well. So we, we've really like 
thrown it all out there and got some really great people together with some pretty interesting ideas. So um, I'm pretty excited to see how, you know, we can just keep it going. Great. And Vanessa. Is that vague? No. I mean, a little bit, okay. but that's okay. I'm also right. it's a bit of an on-the-spot type of question. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> it's, kind of hard. it's always hard to pick the one, the one thing, but, you know, it's a way to kind of wrap it up nicely in a way. So, Vanessa, something you've been proud of or look forward to? <laughs> I've just been really happy to be able to go to all, all the openings because I'm a mom um, to a two-year-old boy, and it's just been such a great balance to, you know, um, uh, to be a mom and the Tiger Strikes Asteroid seems to be like the perfect balance for me because I really mm-hmm. stopped going to openings for a really long time when my son was born and I was so glad that Chris told me to join the group and sort of in some ways like I could keep my fingers in the pot that way if that makes any sense. Sure. Yep, I'm I'm a mom and a, and a working person. Yeah. It's very hard to make that balance, and that's wonderful that this is the group that is helping you do that. And you make work as well. There was work of yours in the last show, and Carl, you work in beautiful work. So yeah. it it sounds like you found a way to then be able to yeah to balance it all. So that is that is fantastic. And you're all balancing everything you do wonderfully with your art and with the group. And I really enjoyed the conversation we've had. I'm sure that others who will listen will also enjoy it and learn a lot. And we're going to keep our eye on TSA and all that they do. So thank you all for joining me. And I will see you hopefully in the future at some other openings. Keep doing what you're cool. doing. Thank well, you thank for you. having thanks, us. Everybody. Oh, yeah, you're very welcome. Us. Oh, yep. you don't have to thank me. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks anyway. Bye. It's been a pleasure. I just want to say that. Bye-bye, everyone. And I'm going to wrap it up by reminding our listeners what Just Inc. is all about. So Just Inc. is a company that's run by and for artists, and we provide information and technology solutions. Our mission is to support uh, you all with an integrated mix of software and free resources. I mean, honestly, visit our website. The abundance of free information is stunningly massive, and any subject you possibly want is there with some concrete uh, information to have about running your career, having having diversified practice. Any subject you want to know is there, I promise. So gyst-ink.com. And also, of course, listen to Just Do It Again through our website or our wonderful Facebook page. And I will see all of you, or rather, I won't see you, but I'll hear you another time. Signing off.